0: So, what happened on Wednesday? I'll tell you, a really, really strange day of baseball, including a play that I've watched seven or eight times, and I still don't know what happened. And I like to think I know a few things about the game. It's your pal Sully, and this is Locked On (laughs) MLB. are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If you're reading my lower third right now, you know. You can call me Sully. This episode is being dropped on the final day of June 2022. That would be the 30th for those of you keeping score at home. Thanks so much for making it your first listen, as we're available on all your free podcasting and catchers. Follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. You can follow me at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. You know, I got a request the other day. It said you know why don't you just recap what happened in some of the games and i had said that well you know a lot of times these games end too late and your pal sully can't go to bed and uh you know i have to you know i think i have to get up in the morning well to tell you what happened today i have a whole podcast that i mentioned that we recorded with uh with millard thomas that uh that was supposed to drop today but this was such a strange day of baseball do I, i'm holding it off for tomorrow that's gonna be my friday episode that's already recorded ready to go it's millard and i talking about uh our top uh, world series contenders and mvp contenders sorry little uh thing got in the way there this was such a strange day of baseball that i felt that you know it's worth staying up a little later to talk about it, especially for those of you. Who are, you know, get to bed at a reasonable hour. Uh, there were some, you know, there were some straightforward things that happened that were just cool, like the fact that Shohei Otani, just a day after he hit a home run and got a double and showed off all he could do with the bat, he c- came up on the mound against the Chicago White Sox, struck out 11 batters, 11 batters in five and two thirds innings. Uh, he did throw a ton of pitches. He threw 108 pitches. He, but you know, he did not allow a run, and the Angels got a victory over the Chicago White Sox. Mike Trout, surprise, got a big hit in that, a big double in the gap, and they were wearing their what is it, the city uniforms, the one with the kind of the cursive angels and the the white cap. Uh, those should be their uniforms. I'll say it. They look better than their normal uniforms. I'm, I'm your your pal Sully's a fan. Uh, Rowdy Tellez, Rowdy Toles had a big game hitting a pair of home runs. And then Milwaukee Brewers got a victory against the Tampa Bay Rays. And which again, would, I believe would make a really interesting world series matchup would be the Rays versus the Brewers. And when I get, and I mentioned that last year, I thought it'd been a very intriguing world series to have these two teams. Neither franchise has ever won the world series filled with good, solid, you know, hungry players looking to win a title. And more than one person said, don't you think that would be the lowest World Series ratings of all time? Of which I respond, I don't care. I'm not a spokesman for Tide or someone trying to, you know, sell ad space during the World Series. What do I care about their ratings? Now, here's the deal. The most interesting game that took place on the 29th day of June, 2022 was between two teams that basically don't have a chance, barring an absolute unbelievable second half from one of these two teams. These are two teams playing out the string. And so when a very weird thing happens, well, then that's what you have to uh, every once in a while point to. Now, the, Nationals and the Pirates played a day game in front of friends and family in Washington D.C. And Brian Reynolds, not the dude who played Deadpool, wound up having the game of his life. He had an unbelievable game. He hit 3 home runs and he accounted for uh he accounted for 6 of the Pirates' 8 runs. It's safe to say he owned baseball anytime He hit three home runs. He drive in six. You know, he's putting on a show. Maybe he's going to be a trade chip. I don't know. Neither do you. There's a bunch of teams that we're talking about, including Cleveland, who also played a strange game, but not nearly as strange as this. Now, close game, eight to seven was the final score. Bit of a slugfest. As I mentioned, six of the Pirates' eight runs were driven in by Reynolds. But that's not the run I want to talk about. There was a play that was so strange that again I watched it a couple times. So I wanted to get on top of it. I don't understand what happened. There was a um, the Nats were on the field, okay, and I'm actually I have it playing on a loop right here. I'm, I'm it's like the Zebruder film. I'm trying to understand this. I've watched a lot baseball in my life in a Pirates Nationals game and yes I put it myself in the third person okay uh Jack Switzi who had the three home run game a couple weeks ago was on third Hoy Park was on second and um uh Cabrian Hayes who I thought was out for the season whenever anyone has a slight injury I think their career is over Cabrian Hayes hit a line drive to um, Josh Bell, the first baseman who should be an all-star to the, uh, of the Washington Nationals. So it was one out, he hits a line drive, Josh Bell catches it. Now there are two outs. Now, the runner who was at third base, Jack Sawinski, had already made a break for home when there was contact. I think he thought the ball was either trapped or hit the ground. So he made a, he burst for home. Bell throws across the diamond. The uh the uh Adrianza, the third baseman for the Nationals, catches the ball and tags the runner Park, Hoy Park, and then steps on the bag. Basically to say, hey, look at I'm gonna complete this double play by hook or by crook, whether it's by tagging him or touching the base, boom. And Sowitsky who did not tag, ran and touched home plate. It would have been a triple play if there was only one out. The Nationals saw, okay, Bell makes the catch, it's two outs, throws it across, Adrianza tags tags Hoy and, and touches third. There are now three outs. The Nationals do what anybody on the planet Earth would do when you saw your team just got three outs. They walked off the field. They headed back to the dugout. There's Bazooka Joe comics to read in the dugout. But, and this is the part I don't understand. The umpires said that Sawinski's run counted. because they Because the Nationals ran off the field, they didn't appeal the runner breaking home. And so the out was not, the third out was not the appeal play to touch third base. And Sawinski's out. The third out was tagging Hoy, the runner who was on second base. Now, I've read now a couple articles about this. I've watched the video. I've heard the umpires explaining it. And it's kind of like the end of the movie Trading Places or maybe the big short or anyone talking about what uh, insider trading people do and everything like that in the stock market. No matter how many times, or or NFTs. How about that's another thing. No matter how many times someone describes to me what an NFT is, I still don't know. Is it a photo? Is it a JPEG? What the hell is it? And I had that same feeling listening to the, Well, they walked off the field before they appealed. What? But he can't. So you have to tag up. You have to tag up and and score. And they called New York and New York said, yeah, the run counts. So obviously people who know the game better than you, know the rule book better than me, understood why this happened. I'm just totally perplexed. And Washington was totally perplexed. And guess what? Pittsburgh won the game by one run. So you could make the argument that that was the deciding factor of the game. The only thing that keeps this from being an absolute catastrophe is the fact that neither the Pirates nor the Nationals are contenders. But I I still don't understand it. How could that run have counted? He didn't tag. And out of three outs, he would have to run back and tag. And it's too late. They're three outs. But because they walked off the field, that the run counts? I, I mean, look at it. I, I've actually, I'm going to pull back the curtain. As you're watching me on YouTube, I'm still, it's playing on repeat right here. And I still don't understand it. I got stumped. I don't get what happened. I do not understand why that, that uh, run counted. And I can tell you right here and also right now that if you were in, where was it? Uh, Where was the game being played? I think it was at PNC Park. If you were at PNC Park watching the game, no, no, I'm sorry, it was at National Park. It was in Washington. If you were watching that game, you would have been confused like the RCA dog staring into the, the speaker on the record label it's the i it's one of the few times that i can honestly say i don't know what just happened i don't know why that runs scored. if you have any idea you go ahead send me a note tell me something uh and send it to me via twitter at sully baseball and it's a surefire bet that if you have a correct solution for it i will read it on the next episode and if you're gonna make any bets go to bet online it's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's NHL playoffs and major league baseball let's got to update that copy it's not we don't have NHL playoffs anymore congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche maybe you're putting those bets for next year's Stanley Cup go sharks uh bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information including live betting Esports and scores. Betonline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcast news the season. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Betonline, it's where the game starts. Uh, I got a couple people who were in vehement agreement with me about the whole vaccination. And the fact that the uh, Red Sox are playing with a depleted bullpen in a key series. Well, guess what? It almost came back to bite him again. Almost. As they had a lead in the eighth inning and they could not turn to Hauk because he doesn't want to get a little ouchy and he doesn't believe in shots. Hey, look at a couple of people who I had a little bit of a Twitter exchange with who were talking about it's their his right to not have it and they can't force it. Maybe you're correct philosophically. Maybe, okay? But that doesn't mean you're free of consequences. Your decision to make an anti-science, selfish decision is your right to make, but that doesn't mean you're shielded from the criticism. Now, the Red Sox got really lucky. Brazier blew the save. Schreiber pitched well in the seventh. Another fine performance by Pavetta. And Verdugo got a big home run. Franchi Cordero got four hits. And the Red Sox blew the lead in the eighth. And then they opened it up, scored three in the 10th. So it wasn't just the stupid ghost runner going. Verdugo drove in a couple more runs. But then they had to bring out poor Strom. And he pitched. uh, He may still be pitching up there. He hadn't pitched two innings all year. My day, they went nine. Just shut up about your day. And he wound up pitching. How many pitches did? uh, The Stroud pitched 41 pitches. And he was gassed. And he let up a pair of runs and had the tying run at third, the winning run at second, and George Springer up in an at bat where there were a bunch of times one strike away, fouled off, fouled off, fouled off, fouled off. All George Springer had to do was get a base hit. And we would have once again had the Red Sox bullpen blown a lead. Now, for Red Sox fans, thankfully, for Toronto fans, er, Springer popped up and the Red Sox won the game despite the fact that they had a depleted bullpen. The fact that the Red Sox got away with it barely, just barely, doesn't change my opinion on making a decision, an ill-informed decision that hurts your team Uh, I'll criticize that all day. All day. The Red Sox held on, they're going to head off to Chicago, who are licking their wounds from losing to the White Sox. Um, Met fans are doing what they do best, which is panic unnecessarily. Verlander pitched a great game for the Houston Astros, and the Astros wound up blanking the Mets, uh, two to nothing. Let's, Let's take a look at Verlander's line. Eight innings, why not have him throw the ninth, Dusty? Eight innings, um, you know, I don't like to look at win-loss record, but he has already won 10, and his ERA is 2.03. He's pitching like an ace again, that Verlander, and it was uh, Castro drove in all the runs of the game in the ninth inning. Now, look at Met fans who are running around like a chick with a head cut off based on losing a series to the Astros. The Astros are a really good team. In fact, the Astros might even face you in the World Series. But don't panic. Your team is still doing well. Yes, it was a, you know, it was discouraging to lose a game 2-0. But do you want know there's no shame in losing to a team like the Astros. Just dust yourself off. You know, know that the uh the, you still have, after everything, still have a three-game lead, even though the Braves are on a two-game Uh, winning streak as the Mets are on a three-game losing streak. Just These things happen. This is why you build up the big lead. I don't want to hear any more panicking from Mets fans. By the way, the Yankees could wind up winning 130 games. That's just how it is. You know, the A's scored three runs in the first inning, and that's it. And it's basically was a head start. They go, we'll give you a head start. We'll give you a three-run handicap. You know, I mean... If you're a Yankee hater, just come to grips with the fact that the team is not going to lose this division. This sort of game they played, which was a day game against Oakland, was the exact type of game that they would have lost last year, that they would have won the first two games of the series and Boone would have basically taken his foot off of the accelerator and they would have dropped that game. And said, hey, said, We won the series, we won the series. This team is all about sweeping. The A's can't even make a three-run lead at the top stick. Clay Holmes is pitching at an unbelievable way right now. Uh, the Rangers lost. Uh, Zach Greinke, we're turning back the clock to all Cy Young winners from the from the 2000s. Greinke pitched a terrific game. He's calling himself an old man as his, as he is, you know, he's been around a while. He's been around a great big while, but, um, you know, he's, uh, he, he had a terrific game, Kansas city won, and that prevented the Texas Rangers from getting back to getting to the 500 level. Uh, some other games include Mike Clevenger pitching. Well, beating Madison Bumgarner and the San Diego Padres. Uh, you got, you got to see uh, Luke Voigt got a big RBI single, And, um, you know, the San Diego Padres are continuing to play outstanding ball. The Giants aren't playing outstanding ball. They're still on the outside looking in in the wildcard chase. They still have a winning record. Uh, Alex Wood lost to Garcia and the Tigers. Uh, Eric Hase. Is it Hasse? I've never said his name until just right now. He hit the big two-run home run. That was the difference in Detroit's uh, 3-2 victory. Uh, the Mariners have a bunch of suspensions and I guess they're appealing a bunch of them because uh, Julio Rodriguez, who inexplicably was suspended in the big brawl, hit a two-run home run. The Mariners tripled up Baltimore 9-3. to Chris Flexen getting the decision for the Seattle Mariners. Mariners are still obviously having a very disappointing season. Flexen threw six solid innings. And you also got uh, Toro got a pair of hits and Haggerty got three hits. Haggerty got three hits and then was pinch hit four in the eighth inning. Sometimes I don't understand what managers are doing. Sometimes it doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. Wrapping up our look around the league includes the Cubs beating up the Cincinnati Reds uh, by a score of eight to three. The Dodgers doubled up the Colorado Rockies. Will Smith got a big two run home run. Cody Bellinger hit a big home run as well. Julio Urias got the victory and uh, Sandy Alcantara threw a complete game as the Marlins rallied in the ninth inning to defeat the St. Louis Cardinals four to three. And again, again, Maybe the, you know, any other day this would have been the wildest game, but you had a three home run game between Pittsburgh and Washington with a ruling that makes absolutely no sense. But the Twins and Guardians, again, these, all these games they've been playing against each other. Uh, today, uh, basically was yet another weirdo classic, went into extra innings. Uh, in extra innings, you saw, um, Carlos Correa single home the ghost runner, and then Max Kepler hit a three-run, uh, hit a, a two-run home run to make it six to four. Uh, I'm sorry, six to three Minnesota going to extra innings. Then Rosario doubled to make it six to four, and then Josh Naylor with two outs and two strikes hit a uh, two-run home run to give the Guardians a seven-six victory. And with that, the Guardians have pulled back to within two games of Minnesota and they face each other this morning on the 30th. So if Cleveland winds up winning that, the Guardians will be only one game out of a playoff spot heading into July. Wild, strange game being played there. But the heartwarming story of the day came for the fact that there was a player where, well, let's just be honest. It was a long, long road for a former first pick overall. Mark Capel was the number one pick in the draft and um, by the Houston Astros when the Astros were obviously picking early and the number one overall pick in 2013. If you had said in If I gave up to you in 2013 and told you by 2017, the Astros would be a World Series winner, you would assume that Mark Capel had come up and been the ace that everyone thought he was going to be. Instead, injuries and ineffectiveness made him step away from baseball in 2018. He tried to come back in 2021, and today he came in and he threw a scoreless inning in the game between um, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. The Braves wound up winning the game, but do you know what? I feel so so much happening for Mark Capel. I don't know the man. I don't know, if, you know how much of his injuries or his downfall were based upon anything he did. It just seemed like he had he was snake bitten. And he was the number one pick overall and he was probably you know he'll Probably never live up to the stature of a number one overall pick, but with this game, Mark Appel gets to forever erase the fact that the you know the Brian Taylors or the Steve Chilcotts, the number one picks overall who never made it to the big leagues. Those lists will never include him. He made it. He made it to the major leagues. Is he going to stay there? Is he going to be a major leaguer for more than this year? I don't know, and neither do you. But there's always that kind of sad story that he would be listed as one of the frustrating stories of the history of the draft. And now he's removed himself from it. And this is after he had cemented his legacy of being someone who was a number one overall pick who couldn't even make the major leagues. He stepped away, came back, and here we are. He's a major leaguer. And do you know what? If you play even a single day in the major leagues, the gauntlet that it takes, not just in terms of injuries, but you have to excel at this level of minor league, then this level of minor league, and then this level of minor league. There are so many ways even the most talented players can get tripped up. Mark Appel, watch him become a great reliever for the Phillies. But the fact of the matter is he is now a major leaguer. Just for one inning. Fine. We're starting with one inning. The number one overall pick by the Houston Astros in 2013. Did he turn out to be the big A-star they hoped he'd be? No. But he's a big leaguer, and that's pretty cool. Hey, tomorrow I am going to play the episode that I did with uh, Miller where we break down the... World Series contenders, and we're also going to break down uh, who we think are the MVPs of the leagues and everything like that. And we break it down with our top four, you know, the and in order of who we think is going to be the biggest World Series contenders. Hey, thanks so much for making Locked On MLB your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsay Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and is going deep into the Major League Baseball stars. of tomorrow, it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts talking about a strange day of baseball that includes a former number one draft pick becoming an underdog, a unlikely player launching three home runs, a depleted Red Sox bullpen hanging on for dear life, the Cleveland Guardians hitting the big home runs in the bottom of the 10th inning to keep the division race tidy, and a run scored in Washington, and I have no idea why. This is Locked On MLB for the 30th day of June 2022. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.